the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There is the drum roll. And yes, it is hour two of the Randy Corcoran program. Matt Dunn in guest hosting for my dear good friend Randy. And maybe should we take this moment to just read a little note that Donald Trump sent to Randy Corcoran here a couple of days ago? What if we just did that? What a class act is Donald Trump, the president, who is known for doing all kinds of things and reaching out to people and sending letters of encouragement, sending letters of thank you, sending letters of, in this case, condolence to the family of Randy Corpin. And what what if we just read this uh, from Donald J. Trump, June 20th, 2023. Mr. Randy Corpin, Centennial, Colorado. Dear Mr. Corpin, I recently learned of the loss of your beloved wife, Tana. Melania and I send our deepest condolences to you and your family. Tana will always be remembered for her dedication to her community, unwavering love for our country, and a steadfast devotion to your family. We pray you continue to find comfort in the many wonderful memories you have shared with your wife and in knowing that future generations of your family will carry on her legacy of love and devotion. We will continue to hold you and your family in our thoughts and prayers for abiding comfort and peace. May God bless you and keep you always. Sincerely, Donald J. Trump. There's a nice signature from Donald J. Trump there. This note of condolence sent to Randy Corcoran from President Trump. And I just think that is uh, that is. That is heartwarming. That is, that is just wonderful to see that in a situation like the current one. And I just was really glad to be able to share that, share that with uh, the Randy Corcoran listenership right around here at 710 KNUS Salem, Denver, as we look forward to Randy getting back, getting back in here and when the time is right for him. And again, Matt Dunn here. I'm the Backbone Radio Guy on Sundays, 4 to 7. And we were talking in the last hour about wondering where the hippies have gone. I mean, where, where do these people go? Remember the flowers in their hair? Remember all that? Um, crystals and peace and give peace a chance and the Beatles. We have, some good, we have some good hippie music this hour, don't we, Blake? We've got a bunch coming our way, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Maybe some old George, right? Yes, of course. Um, yeah, we were just a band, man. We were just a, we got very, very big hairpiece. Remember John Lennon, Yoko Ono on the bed for hairpiece. A John Lennon pun, like you know, a hairpiece, P-I-E, so that you put on your head. You know, if you're missing a few strands, and piece, yeah, 
Remember all that? I, I just have been wondering. So, uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden has authorized ordering the selected reserve and certain members of the individual ready reserve of the armed forces to active duty. So, Joe Biden ordering 3,000 reservists activated for European command deployment. Hmm. Joe Biden sent another 20,000 troops, American troops, to Europe last year, bringing our total to 100,000, and now he's sending 3,000 more. These are reserve troops to be ready for deployment as part of Operation Atlantic Resolve. Joe Biden doing this. And I'm just asking this question, do you want World War III over Ukraine? I've been asking this question, we're coming up on a year of this? A year of this. Do you want this? I mean, do you really think this is a good idea? Do you know how many billions, I, I haven't seen the latest number, but we are forking over billion upon billion of our taxpayer dollars over to Ukraine in this, in my opinion, insane, strange, weird, psycho desire that our corrupt foreign policy elite has to foment World War III with the goal of producing regime change in Russia. Why do we need this? All those years of peace under Donald Trump, how many peace prizes does Donald Trump deserve? And by the way, just had a text the studio that people, some people are saying Byron Donalds would be a great VP running mate with Donald Trump. And Byron Donalds just said this, hey, America was so much safer, so much better when Donald Trump was in office. Is that Donald Trump is the person in our party who can step in day one and get the job done for our country. He can step into these foreign policy issues that Joe Biden has created, frankly. You want to talk about Iran, you want to talk about China, the war in Ukraine, what happened in Afghanistan, etc. Donald Trump can step in day one and actually help to ameliorate these issues because he already All did I'm the job is- once. And I think everybody can acknowledge the country was a much safer place when he was president of the United States and so was the world. You hear that? The United States was a much safer place and so was the world under Donald Trump. And I'm just telling if there's any hippies out there that maybe they became more conservative. Maybe that's where they went. They put down the crystals, took the flowers out and became Republican voting kind of people. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe they're some of them that really stayed hardcore lefty really stayed and then they are like oh we got to get by they actually believe the lie that oh trump's going to cause world war remember that 2015 26 trump's going to get us into a war oh no oh trump's going to get us into a war they're freaking out and over that remember that prop and then all he does is bring peace and then you get biden installed and then next thing you know we've got this war problem on the verge of world war 3 could, could you explain that to the hippies and the buddhists and the lefties out there that hey you just went out of your way to uh, at least witness the installation, facilitate the installation of some guy who, just another warmonger, and the only voice that is for peace, the only large voice for peace that we have out there is Trump's voice. Tucker Carlson was saying that in his interview with Russell Brand. We played that clip last week, and it's true. Maybe you could say RFK Jr. 
would be a voice for peace on the left. And I guess he's getting about 20% support in the polls. He's becoming a thing over there. Maybe the hippies are channeling into uh, RFK. Could that be? Have a text the studio. Um, <laughs> if you're going to San Francisco, be sure to wear flowers in your hair. Who was that band? Yeah. Was, uh, um, got uh, the Scott. Uh, forgot uh, the name of them. My wife loves that song. My kids have been exposed to it. But uh, here's another text to you. All of us hippies are in our 70s, 80s, or dead. Um, Scott McKenzie. Scott McKenzie, that guy. Sounds Scottish. Sounds Scottish. Scott McKenzie. Yeah. And yeah, here's here's another text to studio. In that 180 I did was also a turn from being a lib to being a conservative. Yeah, woo. <laughs> and this individual talks about um, sex, drugs, and rock and roll are so far down the moral toilet. I, as a former hippie, had my eyes opened and gave my life to Christ and no true happiness and contentment in his love. But now remember, the hippies had plenty of, uh, remember the, uh, the, the Jesus, uh, they called them the Jesus freaks back in the day. They were kind of hippies and they were driving the vans and singing the songs and strumming the guitars, singing songs about Jesus. There's some great tunes out there. And we should, we should bring some of those out here at some point, but... Anyway, we're on to this. Do you want World War III? I mean, are you just, do you have an appetite for this? Is it justified in your mind, right? And yeah, somebody just, uh, somebody said it was Eric Burton. Nope, but and another one said it was Scott, nope. Mc, Scott McKen, yep. and then dropped off, but I assume they mean Scott McKenzie. But let's, let's start saying hello to some, some folks, and um, how about Jay? Jay in Douglas County. Thanks for checking in, Jay. Yeah, how are you doing today? Doing all right. Mostly. So the hippies from San Francisco are all collecting government checks as GS, which stands for general service workers, and all over the country, including Colorado. We are the second number one employer of a government employees other than Washington, D.C. I give the big checks. They retired. And, uh, you know, most of those people don't work very hard. The government hires contractors to do most of their work. That's where I think they all went. So they got their checks and they're they're piecing out. And you wonder if they're still voting left or not. You know, Churchill well, said that when you're young, you, of course, should vote liberal. But if you are still doing that when you're older, well, that's that's pretty uh, pretty dumb. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, and also the fact is if they were in the late 60s or 70s, that puts their age at 80 now. I guess so it does. Uh, yeah, yeah. I never thought about it, but I'll tell you if you want to hear it. I we had to go up and rescue someone from San Francisco in 1971. So I flew from Southern California I'm from with a family member. He did not tell me where we we're going. He's kind of teaching me a lesson because I was extremely young at the time. And a cab door opened up, and I looked up and saw a sign saying, "I know San Francisco well because I have family who lives there." Yeah. And there was the sign that said, hate Ashbury. And I yep. looked over to the right, literally with my eyes, and I saw a tangle of people doing drugs and sexual things. It's just like in the Bible where you see Sodom and Gomorrah, that's what was there. The hate Ashbury, legendary, yep. the commune there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so he, you know, that was my, my father actually had a, you know, 
nice suit on, wingtips, and jumped out of the car and went over and picked up the family member that we were rescuing from the swamp pit that was just disgusting and brought him back to the hotel and cleaned him up. But I, I saw with my eyes what free drugs and there is no free love. Uh, come on, that's a stupid statement. And also the filthiness of uh, what open drugs. And you know, we're dealing with that here today. Go down, you know, anywhere downtown Denver, and they're on the corner of the streets with uh, the yeah. same solution. It's horrible. Civilization but, uh, in decline, Denver in decay, as Stephen Tubbs often mentions on his radio program here. Yeah. Just had a Texas studio. Matt, I can tell you where all the hippies are. They are cashed out and moved to Aspen, and they are living in two, three, four, ten million dollar homes today. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be some of them that there, there, there. it didn't quite take the whole hippie thing. Didn't quite Can take, but about go ahead. Alinsky, just before, I hope you don't have to go, I want to ask you about, think that, um, honestly, I don't think that the war would have taken place with Trump as president. Do you feel that? Trump Absolutely would? not. No, there would never have been this war. And you even had a few people say that on record. I wish I could pull the name out of some people that said, oh, if Trump were elected, then we wouldn't have had this war. And that was people on the left who wanted the war. And they're like, one of the reasons they're so glad they didn't have Trump is that we wouldn't have this war right now. Does that make sense? Oh, man, they want it. You see, you have to understand, they want this war. They want it badly. And I sit around wondering about that, and that might be another question that maybe some caller could call in and enlighten us about. Why do they want World War III? What what rational impulse would there be that would say World War III will be a good thing? And I could throw a few things out there. Some people are saying that they're so afraid of Donald Trump winning in 2024 that they have to get some kind of a huge war started to make it harder for Trump. Some people say, well, it's a money laundering thing, and they want to keep that money flow going. And uh, some people would say, yeah, you know, military-industrial complex, they're just growing their businesses. War is good for business. And, yeah, Jamie Dimon, you know, and he, what is his, uh, J.P. Morgan, the banker, and BlackRock and all the rest of them, it's, they, they say war is good for business, man. That could be part of it. Maybe... Um, There's a few people that think that, you know, the World Economic Forum crowd, they think that if we can get regime change in Russia, then we can get everybody under the same World Economic Forum rubric and get everybody into climate change and eating bugs and not owning anything. And that's that's essentially kind of a replacing what communism with communism there, the Klaus Schwab approach to it. I don't know. That's just off the top of my head. A few potentials. Um, but I don't know why they want it when it comes to they they don't really say. You know what I mean? They don't. The deep state, yeah. the administrative state, the people behind they don't really say what they're really thinking. Well, one of the reasons that we're in this quandary that we are in feeding billions of dollars is Obama administration removed the defense missile batteries, something I know a lot about, from Ukraine and said, We'll protect you and here we are. And of course Russia moved in and took Crimea under Obama's administration. Uh, and he, you know, Joe Biden, I don't know what he was doing. He was just taking cash from Ukraine and China is what he was doing. But uh, what, a, what a horrible situation those people yeah. are being 
Well, Douglas McGregor comes out regularly and says that the CIA went in 2014, installed Zelensky, and they immediately started persecuting half of the Ukrainian population, which would be the Russian half of the population. And those were people who were terribly oppressed. And the priests even persecuted, as Tucker Carlson was going off on Pence about, and Pence is turning a blind eye to that, of course. Yeah. And that's, that's created, I mean, we, we have created this whole deal. And uh, so, they're passionate about it. They, they, they are so, and Trump, he was asking too many questions about Ukraine, right? And so they had to impeach him twice over that, these perfect phone calls. They're, this is an obsession. This Ukraine thing is an obsession with our foreign policy elite. Make no mistake, this is not just some off-the-cuff thing. This is deeply, deeply at the bottom of their hearts desired by these people. Ukraine is uh, like our American South. You know, it's a breadbasket, a lot of growing lot of uh, productive people actually a lot of the big strong people are not russian they're ukrainian the, like if you watch the strongest man contest where they're hauling these cars and pulling like semis those are ukrainian people they're big strong hardy people. well and there's natural gas the barisma company that was enriching yeah. the biden family there's a lot of natural resources there agricultural resources minerals and so forth but i don't know yeah. jay well, this is to be continued but, Jay, love it when you can check in, if you would, stay close with us. And let's see, Gary, up in Bailey, why don't we, uh, we have to take a break? Okay, yeah, we'll take a break. But if you, could, if you all on the lines can hold on, there's a line open. Feel free to check in at 303-696-1971. We'll be right back wondering, what the hell happened to the hippies? Blow Away by George Harrison bringing us back. Now, that's a good peace and love hippie song there from George. And you got to just love that stuff, right? I mean, they, I think it was sincere. But we're wondering what happened to all of the hippies because the Democratic Party today is totally about the national security state. About Glenn Greedwald says this all the time, that Leftists are all about censoring their political opponents. They're all about more money, more power for the unelected bureaucrats of the FBI and the CIA. And they seem essentially all in with the military-industrial complex. Text the studio just now. What happened to the hippies, you ask? They're at home eating Ben and Jerry's ice cream. And as you will recall, Ben and Jerry's headquarters in Vermont, Vermont, is on stolen land. The Native American community wants that stolen land back in Vermont, and that's Ben and Jerry. I mean, they're very caring people. <clears throat> Presumably, they're going to give that stolen land back because they want to give the land that Mount Rushmore is on back to the Native American community. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden the other day said, hey, we're out of ammunition. We've run out of ammunition. He was revealing national security secrets. Ah, isn't that uh, like punishable by a raid on your domicile and an arrest and all that from Merrick Garland? Anyway, Elon Musk says, I want the best outcome for the people. This is a tweet five hours ago. Russia has at least four times the artillery of Ukraine and ten times the ammunition. We have run out of normal ammunition to send to Ukraine, so now we send them cluster bombs in desperation, debasing ourselves with no change to the outcome. Cluster bombs 
in this cluster mm, of a situation. Cluster bombs. War crime. War crime. Oh, yeah, we got the high road. High road, right, Biden? Sending them cluster bombs? Yeah, that is the biggest mess ever. By the way, over at the State Department, off of the phones in just one second, State Department, Matthew Miller, spokesperson, kept putting his foot in his mouth here. A few things. So I will say, uh, with respect to your first question, we believe the war has been a strategic failure for Ukraine. Uh, the secretary spoke to this in a speech he gave in Helsinki uh, last month, I believe it was. Uh, what's that? So, I'm sorry. A strate- excuse me. A strategic failure for, for Ukraine. Uh, thank you for the correction. Um, uh, which is, oh, I, I, I need more than one cor- correction today. A strategic. This is the first time at the podium for, for a week. I'm a little. Ru- I'm apparently a little rusty. Oops. Twice. He was trying to say, oh, the State Department line, who wants World War III, it's a strategic failure for Russia. But somehow or another, he kind of said the truth. It's a strategic failure for Ukraine. Totally. Ukraine is losing. Their offensive didn't work. That phony coup thing that the neoconservatives dreamed up and hyped up, that was a massive nothing burger. And there's Mike Pence getting booed. Yesterday, on stage, he's talking about, we go to send more billions to Ukraine. And I believe that it is in the interest of the United States of America to continue to give the Ukrainian military the resources that they need to repel the Russian invasion and restore their sovereignty. Would you, may, may I? He's booed. Hey, you guys have lost this, folks. We're, we're sick of it. We're sick of the Ukraine thing. Spread the word. Revive the hippies. Can somebody revive the hippies out there? I don't know. Put some paddles on them and get them up. Get them upright. <laughs> get some flowers back in their hair. Let's talk to Gary. Gary in Bailey. Thanks for hanging on a sec, Gary, and welcome. Hi. What a great show tonight. It's been absolutely fabulous, fabulous callers. Deb, Deb Couldn't agree more. Really yes, sir. Memories. Uh, yeah, I'm an old hippie, and now I'm a MAGA Republican, and I've been voting that way since... Oh, my gosh, the 70s. Wow. The 70s. So, you know, uh, the Democrats were for free speech and all kinds of freedom, and now they're, oh, they're monsters. Yep, yep. The so, the woke people, they're the most censorious, they're the most totalitarian-minded, shut you down. Yeah. Let I, the I, intelligence I, agencies run this country. Not... Not too cool. Gary, if I could give you a high five across the airwaves all the way to Bailey, high altitude Bailey, up in the high foothills, I would. But Thank you. Y- you come around, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have. And that uh, Churchill quote, I raised my daughters on that. <laughs> <laughs> that. Yeah, when you're young, you should be a liberal, but when you're old, you yeah. should be a conservative. And, and if, you, if you don't do it that way, you're not really, you don't have a heart. You're just yeah, not a human. I to, uh, way I told it to them was when you're, if you're young and you're not a liberal, you have no heart. And when you're older, you have, you're not a conservative, you have no brain. There you go. That is actually the I, – I keep paraphrasing it because I didn't have the exact words. And, yeah, that, that's it, Gary, and that's, that's wisdom from Winston Churchill. Yeah. That old bulldog. Yeah. Well – that's about all I got. Okay, well, thanks for the show, man. You thanks bet. For all your hey, colors. and I was I passed through Bailey the other day on a trip up to the mountains, climbed a few, and yeah, uh, I'm Bailey's right looking good. Pro Hill, 
I'm right at the bottom of Crow Hill. You look right to see the Cutthroat Cafe, and then you see my house right next to it, right just east of it. Okay, right on. And I do miss, there used to be a great uh, Mexican restaurant in Bailey called Rio. And yeah, I haven't. El Rio is, yeah. El Rio. They've gone for years now. Yeah. They were a pretty good restaurant. They used to be so good, but I think yeah. the owners had, you know, you know they, they don't want to do it forever, I guess, and they were yeah. getting up there in years. But yeah. anyway, well, Gary, big salute to you and Bailey, and check in again sometime if you would. Okay. And Thank glad, you, sir. glad you went MAGA on us. And yeah, that's. I bet you. Well armed as well. <laughs> right on, sir. <laughs> Keep that up. That's right, that brother. Second Amendment is kind of key. All right. Bless you. And let's say hello to Mike in Aurora. Welcome, Mike. Hey, Randy. Uh, actually, uh, it's Matt. Yeah. yeah. Guest hosting for Randy. Matt Dunn in. But I take yeah, that as a compliment. Uh, yes, sir. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not a hippie. Uh, I was too young at the time. In fact, I, I hate. <laughs> I've been called hippie before, and, and I hate them. You don't take it well people. when you get called a hippie. No. Okay. No, they're the meanest, nastiest, unloving people I've met. <laughs> Interesting. I did, like, I did like some of their songs when I was a kid, and when I heard them on the radio. And if I could put in a request, I'm going to use them for bumper music. If you could use, like, the Fifth Dimension, uh, the Age of Aquarius. Oh, yeah. I've played that a lot over on Backbone uh, Radio, yeah, where I normally I like reside. That. Yeah. That is that is a great tune, yeah. And another one, another one I really enjoyed. Well, actually, two more as a kid. I liked Oliver. Good morning, uh, Starshine or Sunshine, something like that. Yep. Was that Oliver? Remember that one? I don't know who the yeah, band is. Oliver. Oliver. Yeah, okay. That's Oliver. Oliver. Yeah. Uh, and finally, I liked uh, uh, Peter Paul and Mary's uh, Puff the Magic Dragon. Yeah. And we know what that was about. I loved that song as a kid, and then I kind of learned what maybe that was about. <laughs> yeah, but, they, they denied it, just like the Beatles denied uh, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds was about LSD. Yeah, and that's, that's one question I would ask is, where are Peter, Paul, and Mary? By the way, their album, Peter, Paul, and Mommy, that is, a, that is one that we play for our kids all the time. you got to love that. The folk singers, and they were so so loving and so so heart committed to peace and all that stuff and where, where's where's mary now where's peter and paul we need why don't we need don't them to show up are, and write some tunes about peace and love right now i don't uh, well like the mamas and the papas i don't think are, none of them are still living i, I don't, don't think they yeah they, they they took the 60s too seriously to still be alive peter and paul are still mary or still uh alive <laughs> peter and paul yeah, they're yeah. still going but yeah, wait mary mary passed away mary did pa i remember that yeah, oh, I saw them. Okay. I got a chance to see them at uh, Paramount, and it was an amazing performance. You saw them, you yeah. Sang were along were they the up crowd. there in years at the time? And oh yeah, but they were. They still had yeah. the hippie vibe, right, Blake? Still hippie esque. Yeah, definitely. And uh, oh, everyone for... sang along in the crowd, like all you know, like beatniks, pretty much. It's cool. Throw throw in some of the monkeys. I mean, they embarrassed me as a child with their TV show because I didn't understand it. It used to come on here on Saturday mornings. And I figured, well, I guess this TV show, they always go crazy and run around all fast. So I'm, I'm going to do that. Daydream <laughs> Believer. I mean, that is the only one they wrote was Last Train to Clarksville. I think one of the monkeys actually wrote that tune. But um, I'm a believer, the Neil Diamond tune. I actually think the monkeys did that song better than Neil. 
and uh, Daydream oh, yeah, Believer. Yeah. yeah, the monkeys. But I but, guess they were kind of hippies, but they were more a little more commercial-minded. And by the way, the yeah, guy that were, did their TV show was a film director. I'm just drawing a blank on his name, but he passed away a couple years ago. Um, Bob Raffleson. He did the Monkees TV show, and he did some really good movies. If you look at Bob Raffleson's career, and I guess he's the guy that kind of got the, the Monkees launched off the ground uh, with their show back in the day. Yeah, all I can remember is the I, the show was, was crazy, and I thought, well, okay, I'm supposed to run around like they do at the end of it. Then my mother walked in around the kitchen and saw me and said, and smiled and laughed and said, what are you doing? And God, I, I could be <laughs> blushing. <laughs> oh, I thought, oh, she, oh, she thinks I'm crazy or something. I said, well, I, I saw the TV show and they run around. And I, I thought I'm supposed to do that. But Mike, you're denying <laughs> you were ever a hippie, though, right? You're, you're, you're total not ever, well, right? Not, not in that time. Yeah, okay, I okay. Mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> Right on. Well, one thing I could throw in as we're chatting is that I think people on the left and Democrats in general have become the people that believe propaganda. They're more, remember we're talking about I'm a believer or daydream. They believe the stuff that CNN and MSNBC and the rest of the regime puts out. They believe the propaganda. And that's why I think RFK Jr., who's talking the peace line on Ukraine, okay, uh, he's he's essentially preaching to Democrats, and Democrats are believers in propaganda. Republicans are largely not. We do not believe the crap in the media. We we see through it, and if you look at any poll data, the trust in the media from the Republicans is around single digits. But trust in media from the Democrats is you know still relatively strong. Well, it's probably at least it's below fifty, but it's way higher. So. I just wonder if somewhere along the way the hippies consumed or ingested enough product that they actually start believing the stuff coming in at them over the airwaves. Now, do you think that's a possibility? I think so. And and, and notice this. What did Biden do this week at NATO besides, uh, you know, stumble around and, uh, and uh, molest children? Uh, he, he said uh, the Ukraine will not become NATO a member until after the war. Well, what is that? Where did, what, did Biden say that? I didn't what, see that soundbite. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I mean, where does what position does that put Russia in? Hmm. I mean, is it total is it total surrender capitulation or or what? I mean, maybe it's just best not to, to ignore Biden. Well, apparently, in spite of Lindsey Graham lobbying to get Ukraine into NATO, apparently NATO was not really ready for Ukraine to be a member. And I think, ooh, you know, push is coming to shove. The populations of America and Western Europe are turning sour on this Ukraine imbroglio. And um, so Ukraine did not get in, which is interesting. But so Biden said after the war. Okay, that's... Yeah. And by the way, he did come up to some little girl and like... Oh, it's like treat her like an ice cream. Well, he's like licking this little baby. It was the weirdest. Oh, I, I, it, sometimes I think these videos, like, oh yeah, that's just right wingers trying to make a point. It's not. No. Real. But this one was total was pathology worst. from Joe Biden. Yeah. Something's the matter with this guy when he gets around little oh. kids and 
he, he does like do this sniffing thing and uh he twice after after he pretended the liquor he sniffed her twice and did you see in the video do you see the look on that little baby's face she's terrified she's horrified oh, who who is this guy I, who's like licking I me one, i wish one of these toddlers knew new uh oriental uh kung fu arts and turned around and let him have it <laughs> That little baby, that little girl almost did. And the oh, mother is holding yeah. this girl on her arm, and she can't see what Biden's doing. But there's a video of it, and, oh, girl. Oh, yeah. It's oh, sick, God. man. Just, it really it is. is. And I, Like What's I said, Biden's sometimes face? I think these things are overdone, but this one no. is a legit, yeah. Biden is a creepy, weird dude. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got his finger on the nuclear button. <laughs> and he wants World War Three. Jeez! Oh, he sure does. Oh, thank it, you. It's like their passion. I, well, I think I think I think members of the WEF would be willing to reduce the population through a nuclear war. You know, I really believe Kamala Harris is yeah. talking about population reduction. I just I have the clip here, but actually that one didn't record, did it? That's the one we don't have. Um, Kamala Harris is out there talking about population reduction as being like this great thing. That's their that's their opinion. That. And I might ask I any listeners that. out there if they're willing to sign up to be part of the population reduction program of Kamala Harris and maybe even the WEF. You want to sign up for that, and I'm sure that they would gladly take your name and put it on their list. They would put your yeah, name you, in their file. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you listen to what some of these people say, uh, Bill Gates, um, uh, King Charles, um, the class. <laughs> Klaus Schwab, yep. Yeah, uh, evil, evil, bald-headed villain. <laughs> yeah, he is the cartoon Spectre. villain. And it's just, I, I never Spectre. get tired of making fun of Klaus Schwab, but apparently he has a lot of power in this world where it's the unelected people like the Klaus Schwabs, the WEF, and the Intel community and all that that are that are running the show. That's why I don't really think democracy, republic, communism, even any of that really is the category we're operating under right now. We're operating somewhat under oligarchs tied into government, which means fascism. I think that's what we're essentially looking at. And I'll tell you what, uh, Mike, I would keep on going. I'm just really enjoying chatting with you, but I'm getting a big old wave that we're going long and a lot long. <laughs> so my, I'll just my say, pleasure, man. yeah, thank Mike you. and Aurora, thank you for checking in. All the best to you. Again, Matt Dunn in for Randy Corcoran, and we shall return. Another George Harrison number. Give me love. Give me peace. Give me hope to help carry this heavy load. This is back in the golden era of hippiedom, which, yes, was before my time. But I dig the music. I I still do. Blake, I know you dig it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah, and you're okay with a little peace, right? Peace, all right with you? Or are you Pe- sitting around chafing for World War Three, Blake? You're just sitting there. You want World War Three? The are war you- is over if you want it to be. <laughs> That's the truth. Did John say that? Yep. I bet George said that too. That was their. Uh, that was him and Yoko's slogan. Was. Uh, War. War is the, over. The war is over, yeah. That's the then, Christmas song. If you want it to. At the Happy bottom. Christmas. Yep. Well, I'll tell you, we've had a lot of interesting speculations as to where the hippies went off to. Some of them say that they're no longer with us. Some say they're up in Aspen. 
driving Volvos, living in mansions. Some say they're eating Ben and Jerry's ice cream on stolen land. Oh, the hypocrisy. Well, that one gets me, I tell you. I have to devote more shows to Ben and Jerry's stolen land situation. Yeah, I love it. We're letting the George Harrison play underneath us. By the way, text the studio. Michael Nesbitt, who was one of the monkeys, was a songwriter and musician before the monkeys, and he wrote a different drum. Linda Ronstadt's hit. Different drum. That's one I like to play as bumper music. That's a good tune. Different drum, Linda Ronstadt. That kind of put her on the map, I'll tell you. Another text to studio. Yeah, give peace a chance, as I remember. That's That seems to have gone by the wayside. The, the, left, the left is just all, all in like with war now. But for some reason, I think the left was not into the Iraq war. But they've been in for every war ever since then. And that's just what I kind of have to wonder what the deal is with that. Are they just the believers of the media line? Are they the believers of the propaganda? They don't seem to have like this filter that can let them know when what they are seeing before their eyes on their screens is completely preposterous hokum, nonsense. And uh, here's another text. Matt, Bill Gates is constantly talking about how we'd be so much better off if we could just reduce the global population by around 4 billion people. Hmm. Who would buy Bill Gates software if there were 4 million fewer people held hostage by all of those Microsoft updates and everything? Yeah, it's Bill Gates has turned out to be a freak. What a what a weird guy, right? One of those like big friends of Epstein and all that. And I do think this is one of my critiques of modern civilization is that when you have billionaires who have so many billions and they're so, so wealthy that they can sort of start influencing everything that goes on politically and any constitution and any, any established republic political structure gets blown away when you buy everybody off, when you buy Congress off. And that is something that uh, Ken Buck was talking about, our own congressman, who says, do you, do you know how much it costs? Did I, did I record that one? I don't think I did. He said, do you know how much it costs to buy off Congress? About $250 million because Google and Facebook and the other you know, media oligarch types, they, they, that's how they bought Congress and have prevented having any competition, have prevented having any accountability, that the money just buys everything off. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? We have this great constitution, we have this great republic, but we have just a handful of people concentrating their money on the people in power, and probably on the Supreme Court justices, on every congressman and woman, every senator. Everybody's bought off. And to me, there's one guy that they cannot buy off, and that's another fellow who happens to be a billionaire. That's Donald Trump. They cannot buy that guy off. They cannot control Donald Trump, and they can't seem to make up enough lies about him to get him out of the political stage. And there's a good old Trump is winning, winning, leading in the polls. As I said last hour, the morning consult poll has Trump at 56%, DeSantis falling 17%, Ramaswamy 8%, Pence 7%, Haley 3%, Scott 
Tim Scott, 3%. We'll do a little thing on Tim Scott in a bit. And Asa Hutchinson at 1%. And who, who is the 1% that likes Asa Hutchinson? This is a good time to work this in, in that Tucker Carlson was humiliating all these retread rhinos running for the presidency yesterday at that Blaze thing. And Asa Hutchinson got it second worst to Pence. Pence, I think, he was at, what, 7% in this poll? I think he's going to be down to minus 7 after he said that, yeah, he doesn't care about American cities. He cares about Ukraine having enough tanks. At least that's what the words said. He denies that that's what he meant. He said, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean it. That, that wasn't, uh. You know, he's trying to wiggle out of that one. That slick, phony guy. That's just my opinion on Pence. I have no patience for that for that dude. Anyway, and I, that's a little disrespectful, I know, and he, he conveys himself with such gravitas. And so, but he's a phony, man. He's a sham. You got to see through that guy. But Asa Hutchinson. Where's my Asa clips? Um, oh, it's right here. It's, uh, you know, Asa and Tucker Carlson going at it on sex change issues yeah should we should we do this and let's hit let's hit k first where is where there it is you have repeatedly described delaying a child's natural progression from childhood to adulthood through adolescence you described that as quote treatment and so that raises the i mean clearly you've answered the question you believe it's treatment you believe i suppose that people can change their sex because if you don't believe that you wouldn't call it treatment would you Well, and Asa just didn't have a response. He just sat there frozen solid. <laughs> and Asa's the guy who is only in the ring to throw out the occasional anti-Trump soundbite when the news cycle demands that some expendable individual like Asa produce one. You understand what a rigged racket that whole RNC primary deal is and Here's another one. Asa Hutchinson and Tucker talking about, you know, sex changes and all the rest of it. Girl, he hasn't gone through puberty yet. He's, say, 10. Is it treatment to prevent him from going through the natural process of adolescence? How is that treatment? It, it seems not like treatment. It seems like something else. Well, you have to... Tucker, I hope that we'll be able to talk about some issues. I know that... Well, this is can... one of the biggest issues in the country, and I think I would every person in this room would agree that it is a, a central issue because it, these are children who are being altered permanently, and you can defend that alteration, that change, if you like. Yeah. What do you think of Asa Hutchinson there, the former governor of Arkansas? Absolutely blasted out of the water by Tucker Carlson. And that's the thing, is that these candidates are not used to have to answering questions like this. And Tucker kept going back to it and kept going back to it the same way he did with Mike Pence, all right? And these guys are, I mean, they've never looked phonier, in my opinion. And just before we're hitting the wall here, what, we just got to work in that Pence pratfall one more time. These guys are peas in a pod, the aces and the Pences of the world. You are, distra you are distressed notice. that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks. Every city in the United States has become much worse 
over the past three years. Yeah. Drive around. There's not one city that's gotten better in the United States. And it's visible. Our economy has degraded. The suicide rate has jumped. Public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased. And yet your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars, don't have enough tanks. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that? Well, it's not my concern. Tucker, I heard that. The United States is not my concern. You see, he answered that in a way that I think reflects reality, but... It's, it's a moment of reflecting the truth of the matter, the truth of the America last position of our elite. Somehow the, the truth has a little way of, of sneaking out, right? Like with that Matthew Miller, the State Department guy, saying that the, the war in Ukraine was a major strategic miscalculation for Ukraine. He said it twice when, of course, he meant to say Russia. So I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. Sometimes uh, there's, there's a whole science of... Uh, you know, Freudian slips, right? When you when you do that, there's a whole psychology of that, and they, maybe it's like they kind of know somewhere in some dim, cobwebbed corner of their mind what the truth is, and somehow it rises to the surface. Oops, sometimes like in public when you're giving a press conference or when you're tuck- talking to Tucker Carlson in front of the Republican primary electorate. Oops. Yeah. And we'll just take those moments, and we will run with them. Will we not? We will run with him. Matt Dunn in for Randy Corcoran. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.